Hello, y'all. Welcome to the Movie Consigliere podcast. My name is Josh Shipp, and I'm here with Baker Tuthill and Anthony Vesa. And today, we are going to be reviewing each of the 11 Star Wars movies. So that means everything 1 through 9, plus Solo and Rogue One. How this is going to work is we've all got our rankings ready, and we're just going to go through the movies in chronological order, talk about them, talk about their placement on our various lists, and hopefully yell at each other a lot and kind of go from there. So we're going to start with The Phantom Menace. And the best thing to do is just go around. I'll start saying where I have it. Anthony's then going to go say where he has it. Baker's going to say where he has his on his list. And then we'll start arguing about it. So I actually have mine at 8th out of 11. Well, I also have mine at 8th. I'm Anthony, by the way. Uh, I'm Baker, and I have mine at ninth. So... The Phantom Menace is obviously a very universally hated movie. Um, A lot of people would go so far as to call it the worst of the Star Wars movies. Uh, Anthony, what's what's your reasoning for not putting it at dead last? You know, for all of the awful moments that are in The Phantom Menace, ranging from your classic Jar Jar terrible lines and, you know, action, and, of course, Anakin, you know, telling you how to feel... During certain scenes, not to mention the half-hour commercial for a new video game that they were making. You mean the pod racing? Yeah, the pod racing, of course. But, you know, for all of that, it at least has some good moments in the form of, uh, you know, Darth Maul's duel with Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan. You know, that's a pretty good moment. It has a couple others sprinkled in. So, yeah, that's how it takes the eighth spot uh for me and baker you obviously you have it around uh ninth which is i mean it's a little worse than anthony and i's but it's still above the top similar reasoning for you uh yeah i just i kind of like watching this movie for some strange reason i enjoy watching it with like people it's just kind of fun it's not good the cgi is is laughable but i mean it's it's for the time it was pretty good I actually don't hate Jar Jar Binks as much as some people, uh, but the movie still kind of sucks. You can tell, like, it, it it feels like a filler movie before they can get on to the other things that are supposed to happen before the first trilogy, so, yeah, it, it's not that great. And the writing, of course, is pretty terrible, but not as bad as something else. Yeah, we'll get into the movies that are worse than this, because all of us in this room have opinions, very strong opinions on the movies that are worse. Um, I think the main problem with The Phantom Menace, who knew it was about trade routes before they turned 16 years old? It's The plot is completely lost in the nonsense of this movie. Nonsense taking the form of Jar Jar, midichlorians, and pod racing, frankly. I know a lot of people think the pod racing is fun, but it is a 30-minute ad. It drags on way too long. It's, I mean, this, this movie lacks severely in spots, but it's more watchable than some of the other movies. And... What And we're going to get to this with the other prequels, but what puts the prequels far and above the sequels for me is their continuity. I agree, yeah. It feels like uh, Star Wars. Okay. The, here's what I mean. 7, 8, and 9 do not feel like a continuous stream of movies. 
one, two, and three do, even if they don't necessarily line up too well with four, five, and six. Yeah, but I feel like most of the sequels are objectively better movies than the prequels. You like, know, I'm going to have to disagree with that. I will also disagree with that. We're, we're, we're going to get to that once it's, we start getting to that ranking. Yes, okay. Anthony and I aggressively hate some of the sequels. <laughs> yes, I don't like them. many of them either, but uh, I think, objectively speaking, it's hard to justify putting, like, uh, most of the sequels under most of the prequels. Uh, the first hour and a half of Phantom Menace matters, which is more than you can say for some of the sequels. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we can get perhaps, into it. Perhaps. We'll oh, get yeah, into we'll it when we, when we talk about it. the sequels. So next up, we've got Attack of the Clones. I have it at 10th. All right. I have it at oh, dead last. Same. I have it exactly at dead last where it belongs. We're going to talk about the movie that I put below it, because I hate, hate, hate that movie. Which one? Well, you'll, you'll find out. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> go the, on, the go reason on. Attack of the Clones deserves dead last is it just leaves an awful, awful taste in my mouth. Like, the writing in that movie <laughs> is so awful. The oh, lines that Anakin says... Really? are garbage. Like, okay. No. There's not much debate on that. And it does have some nice moments. Of, well, by nice, of course, I mean, you know, the duels with Count Dooku and, you know, was maybe... Good. It, it was pretty solid for lightsaber fights for the time. Far and, worse um, than the Darth Maul fight, which was yeah. objectively the best lightsaber fight in all of Star Wars. I, I mean, it was good. It was pretty awesome. Best choreographed. And Qui-Gon Jinn is great. But anyway, we're not talking about the Phantom Menace anymore. <laughs> That's correct. But yeah, just like the overall, the plot of Attack of the Clones is just awful. And I yeah. think, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it with my number 10 movie, but I think that Attack of the Clones is objectively the worst Star Wars movie. Yeah, I, I also would agree with that sentiment. I think there's very little that can even attempt to salvage this movie from the depths of just being forgotten i can't even like it's hard for me to name a scene in attack of the clones that it doesn't seem like it could be in the phantom menace or uh the revenge of the sith and the main reason for that is like first of all the writing sucks so the scenes i actually can remember are like i hate sand (laughs) you know that's a classic i can remember a lot of that scene it's um, not even I hate sand, though. It's actually, I don't like sorry, sand. Sorry, yeah, I don't no, like sand. Okay. It's rough, of course, and it gets everywhere. Is, not like you, Padme. Is, is I don't like sand in itself a worse version of my hands are dirty too, sweetheart, or whatever that line is in five? It's all about Hayden Christensen and how horrible he is. If you sub in a better actor for Hayden Christensen, this movie jumps to seven or six. And I don't think you can say that it doesn't. That's true. Actually, I'm still going to have to disagree with that, but I think it would be better. Leonardo DiCaprio was considered for the casting in the role of Anakin. You can't tell me that if he was in there instead of (laughs) Hayden Christensen, then this movie would not be terrible. Well, okay, so here's the thing. I think it might jump up a little bit, but like... Not into that. There's only a certain degree to which an actor can save a terrible script. Like, having watched a lot of good actors perform terrible roles where it's like, yeah, I'm sorry, man. The script was literally just so bad. But 
my point is that the script in this movie isn't even remarkably worse than the other movies. None of the Star Wars scripts know. are particularly strong. Across the board. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with that. Yes, but it's particularly obvious in Attack of the Clones. Because of the bad acting. Uh, yeah, it could be true. Hayden Christensen isn't gonna stay this horrible throughout all the movies. Okay. The other one movie let's he not, does. Let's not give Hayden Christensen all the credit. Let's also Oh, please, talk I'm not giving him any credit. <laughs> George Lucas's directing was very bad very in that awesome. movie. Well, we all just agreed that his directing was bad in Phantom Menace, and I would even argue that it's worse in Phantom Menace, and we both have that significantly... All three of us have it significantly above Attack of the Clones. Fair, fair. So there's no reason to pin this all and completely on Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman. Uh I feel like in one and two, at least, Portman is just as bad as Christensen and just as bad as Jake Lloyd. She has the driest line deliveries I've seen in my life. I think that in a way, in a symbolic way, the prequels were doomed to fail before they began because, first of all, George Lucas was making them. And second of all, they have to end a certain way so the whole story is crafted around a very, very precise kind of ending. And obviously, like, that's been done and succeeded before. But I feel like George Lucas just, you know, had a perfect vision of what he wanted. And even though the actors couldn't really do it well... <laughs> don't don't throw, don't throw anyway. Owen McGregor in with the actors, though. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I mean, that, that is something we can all agree on. Ewan McGregor is whatever. the best actor... Well at least one of the best actors in the prequel trilogy. Okay, I thought you were going to say all of Star Wars. That belongs to Adam Driver, but we'll get into that later. Um, Who did Adam Driver play? No. Kylo Ren. Oh, you're going to be that guy. Okay, yeah. We'll get to that later. Look, you're, I you're hate the sequels, wrong. but I, I cannot get enough of Adam Driver, but we'll talk about it later. You're objectively incorrect. Now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. Yes. This one is one... That I'm gonna be honest, I think I overrated just a little bit. I have it at sixth. Oh boy. Actually, no, nah, I didn't overrate it, but let's let's just go ahead and talk. I have it at six. Where do you have it? Alright, I have it at five. I have it at three. Okay. So this is a movie that for me when I was younger, I enjoyed a lot more. But as I, you know, started watching it more times, I started understanding how much the score like the music carried the movie carries that that musical score is probably the best in star wars and it makes so many boring scenes seem like they're interesting i know this is like the 80th time you've probably heard this if you ever look at anything about scores but there's a scene where anakin is just running down a hallway and there's a score going in the background that totally saves it take away the score Super, super boring scene. Hmm. And there's a lot of those in the movie. Interesting. In I fact, think... I think you might have been the one that told me that. Yeah, I don't no, know. Actually, it was, uh, it was me. Oh, okay. Whoever <laughs> so, it was. Yeah, it was Anthony. was not an original thought by me. <laughs> but, but, um... And I... Not an original thought for me either, actually. Oh, wow. Anyone else want to announce that their <laughs> thought was not original? Wow. And we are taking everything that we are saying. That that's not true. All right, continue, <laughs> please. Um, Revenge of the Sith. Yes, Revenge of the Sith. Um, I always enjoy this movie. I mean, I don't think it's objectively like the third best Star Wars movie, but 
It's got some bad moments, of course. Like, there's some, uh, with the... You're breaking my heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not even what I'm talking about. The worst scenes were, like, the... Some of the scenes with, uh, Darth the Sith, big bad Sith guy, you know. The Darth one Sidious. The one whose name I just forgot. <laughs> that would be Darth the one. Darth Sidious. Um, uh, some of those scenes felt a little lackluster, but overall... What have I done? <laughs> Yeah, the, the whole Anakin... So this is what I say about the prequels being kind of doomed, right? Anakin goes through this whole character arc, even though the movies kind of suck. But below it all, there's this character arc of wanting power to protect <laughs> someone. And then, like, I guess what happens, getting obsessed with that power, he randomly goes from, like, oh, I have to save Padme to, you know, do this. And then he suddenly turns to, like, yes, I will go kill all the children. <laughs> and it's just this immediate character shift from... Kill the Jedi. <laughs> Gotta save Padme. Now I'm evil. Like, I can tell you why that happened. Because it had to happen. Darth Vader had to come up in the new movie, the original trilogy. So they couldn't have him be conflicted and you know not go along with what he was saying. They had him just have to wholeheartedly jump into it. Let me tell you why it happened so poorly. <laughs> okay. Revenge of the Sith should be two movies. And Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones should be one movie. Hmm. They tried to jam-pack so much rich plot into the third movie and so much unnecessary plot into the first and second movie. We just went over. The entire first movie is about trade routes. None of it matters except for Anakin. You maybe have some, some flashback scenes in episode two instead of making a whole movie about it. Hmm. Yeah, okay. So... Yeah, Revenge of the Sith has a lot of really cool moments that they just didn't spend enough time on. Like, they barely intro well, they didn't introduce General Grievous oh, before they put him yeah. on screen. Uh, like, we had no idea he existed. You know, you could probably take the first half of Revenge of the Sith, put in some content from uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah. and then- or we couldn't. <laughs> Uh, we could skip that, unless it was the good content. No, the the good stuff oh, from that. I want that stuff. So, yeah, you, you put in the good stuff from Star Wars The Clone Wars with the good stuff of Re- from Revenge of the Sith. You skip most of, you know, Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Namely, the love plot in Attack of the Clones. Please get rid of that. Well, and then, that could have been... The, but the, the thing is, that was the entire driving factor for Anakin, right? It well, could have okay. been done so much better. It, yeah, it, it would have worked. It Condense the love plot was, down to like needed. 10 minutes or something, and it's probably going to be better. Or get two of the worst actors seen on screen out of the <laughs> out of the movie entirely and replace them with two actors that could handle this horrible script competently. Or at least get a Harrison Ford in there that's picking up his lines to a higher level, picking up Carrie Fisher's lines to a higher level, and get an Anthony Daniels to come in and say something super witty and lighthearted. Very funny, yeah. I Acting is a lot about giving. Uh, when you have a scene partner who just isn't putting it in, you can't go there either. So, you know, I don't know if we can blame... Okay. The actor for Anakin was terrible. I'm just going to say it. But I think he probably dragged down the performances of the scenes he was in because it's hard to go over the energy of another actor in your scene. And it should be mentioned, far worse in 2 than he is in 3. He has some moments in 3, if I'm being honest. Okay, yeah. Far, Far and few, but they're there. Like, when he is on the... When he's burning alive 
on the Mustafar lava planet, those final scenes where he's burning up and he's talking to Obi-Wan, those are real good. Yeah. Those are some really powerful Star Wars moments that I don't think I'm kind of I'm trying to look back. Maybe in Rogue One you get some Star Wars moments like that, but even in a Empire Strikes Back you don't get a Star Wars moment like that. I agree. A with really that. gravitas moment. I agree. Yeah. It was good. All right. Have we all said what we need to say about Revenge of the Sith? Yes. I think so. Fantastic movie. Okay, well, let's calm down there. Upper upper half movie. Top three. Uh, let's calm down there, too. It's right in the middle for me. The, it is the middle line. If you if the movie is worse than that, it is not worth watching. If it's better, it is worth watching. Mm. And all the sequels are below that for I me. I think that's how right. Solo that's is. That's not but... to say you shouldn't watch the sequels. You should watch all You the shouldn't watch movies. the sequels. You, you should watch all Star Wars movies. No, no, you should skip the sequels. You should not watch Bad Films. Let's, let's move along. You should watch Caravan right. of Courage right. and Calm Battle down, for Baker. Endor, though. All right. I did. Next up, we've got Rogue One. One okay. of the better late installments, in my opinion. I have uh, it fourth on my list. So, I have it at three on my list. I have it at fifth. Hmm. So, we all have it around the same ballpark. Um... What kind of... Hmm. Well, Anthony, you go first. What do you like about this movie? Rogue One is a movie that actually, you know, explores some of the grit and gives a good backstory to the Death Star plans. Um, You know, and it makes me enjoy A New Hope just a little bit more, which is Mm -hmm. why... I think it does its job really well. Um, It drags a little bit, in my opinion, in the first half of the movie. Um, Just a little bit. But then once you get into the second half, it becomes very excellent. I I don't know that it drags so much as it's difficult to understand if you're watching it for the first time. But I don't know. Having watched it several times, I still get a feeling of... um, really yeah i i still think it drags just a little bit i think they could have picked up the pace because what should have been character development i mean i still don't remember this character's names like yeah if <laughs> if true. they you know had it been better spent and made them actually like better characters then i think it would have been worthwhile but I don't know. They're still fairly forgettable characters while being good in the roles that they play. I yeah. I agree. Good good to great plot and okay to bad characters are kind of the ultimate summation of this movie. One of my big problems is that Tarkin and Leia both looked like they walked straight off of the Polar Express. <laughs> um that it just it looks when I saw it in theaters, I didn't really even notice it, and then I watched it later, and I was like, ooh, ooh, that's bad. Well, um, you know, we could be complaining about that, or we could be cl- complaining about Attack of the Clones PS2 cutscene <laughs> graphics. Yeah, those would be awesome. Well, let's complain about both. We're here to complain. All right. Well, I think, uh, if I can say my bet on Rogue One, I think it's too many things for me. First of all, it's a bit too much of a good thing. I think that having characters die and having that stake is good in any movie, and especially Star Wars movies, where sometimes that gets lost, it, especially in the newer movies, 
where it feels like, you know, you can, the characters are kind of invincible. But, um, I think in this case, it's a bit much. I know they had to kill all the characters before the events of New Hope, and I think it sets up New Hope really well. But if they were allowed to have their free reign and possibly, like, save some of the characters, I feel like it would have made it a bit more impactful. Because watching it again, you're like, yeah, they really didn't have a choice. They all have to die, you know? So, well, and maybe that was the point, that it was kind of a suicide mission. But every time I rewatch it, I enjoy it a little less. But I overall, I do think that... Because I think it a lot of it relies on the suspense and the surprise of, like, what's going to happen to the characters and caring a lot about that. And it doesn't build it super well once you already know what's going to happen, unlike some other movies. Well, I do think that they could have designed it a little bit better rather than everyone's going to die. Because if you think about it, none of these people except for Cassie and Andor and K2, which is easily one of the best droids in the entire series are actually in the Rebellion. And Cassian is clearly taken with a Jin. So Jin could say to Cassian, babe, let's go run away. We've done the mission. And I I think... That would have been an awful moment. (laughs) But something something like that. I mean, these things, there are workarounds. Or like going to some special mission and just leaving it there. Because they're making a whole nother crappy Disney Plus series about Cassian. They could have kept him alive and done that. That's true. Like, uh, yeah. there, there, are, there are more options. They just didn't explore them, for better or worse. Well, let's not forget. So, one, the musical score in that movie is oh, very solid. Uh, very good, good music by Michael Giacchino, my third favorite composer. Um, but, you got Williams and Zimmer first and yes, second, right? Yes, okay. of course. Williams, okay. then Zimmer, then... Williams, sorry. then Zimmer? Yes. Oh, save it yes. for the composer podcast. All right. <laughs> um, but let's not forget, one of the best scenes in Star Wars, in my opinion, is the Vader uh, hallway scene. Uh, you know, take two. Oh, that yes. is so that good, man. Rogue One finally gives Vader his moment that he never really got in the original trilogy. Mm. Um, well, he sort of got, but that scene really just shows off Vader's power, which, yeah, you know, we never really got to see it in the original trilogy to the, its fullest extent. He was just kind of walking around like an old man for most of them because it was an old man in that suit, (laughs) an old six foot six British man. Yeah. I think, that was, like, a fantastic scene. And it adds so much many stakes, so much more stakes to A New Hope. So when you watch it, you really feel like so many people have died for this. Like, it really matters. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, we do have to kind of pick up the pace a little bit. <laughs> yes. Our time is limited. But we're going to have to spend a little time on this because I know that at least Anthony and I are going to get ripped to shreds with the next rank. We're talking about Solo. Okay. I have it third. All right, I have it second, and I have, I have a good reason for this. I have it sixth. All right. It's, yeah. Anthony, go Anthony, for go it. For it. <laughs> right. So, Solo is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Now, I think it's pretty obvious to any Star Wars fan what movie I have at first, and I don't think that that movie can really be beat by any new Star Wars movie made. But Solo just... I, I think that the reason most Star Wars fans dislike it is they expected to not like it because of its uh, production process and the director change. 
But what I think the director change did is kind of, you know, created Han Solo as kind of a, you know, witty and comical at times, but also serious and gritty at times character, which I think is a good setup. And I could totally see that being the guy that would become Harrison Ford's Han Solo 10 years down Mm -hmm. the line. Mm -hmm. And it just has so many awesome moments like the um the heist scene at the beginning that's pretty cool Mm, like that's that's a top tier heist scene right there that can compete with even some of the heist movies maybe not like an oceans 11 don't touch oceans 11 don't you dare yeah oceans 11 is maybe not that that movie is sacred but But it does which is the one with the women it's (laughs) oceans 8 let's not talk about that here it does compete with some of the other heist movies in that way it also has some nice plot twists the characters are for the most part really well done except there's some complaint about the villain uh which i would you know agree with that who's complaining about the villain you're talking about dryden Voss, right yeah who's complaining about him i don't know he was awesome i to a certain extent i agree Anyway, (laughs) I think that Solo does a really good job of giving lore behind all of the epic moments from Han Solo's life that he had talked so much about, yet we never got to see on screen. And I think I'm satisfied with the, you know, the Kessel run and the many, many other things that they gave backstories to in that movie. Do you think they gave a little too many backstories? You know, I was thinking about that, and I think... People would also complain if they gave too few backstories. So yeah, but I think they leaned idiots. the right direction on the number of backstories they gave. Like a little bit of fan service doesn't hurt anyone. But this is a lot of fan service. Don't get don't get me wrong. By the way, I I mean I have this movie third. I also think it's one of the better Star Wars movies. Probably the most well acted uh, Star Wars movies. For sure. Maybe the most well-acted Star Wars movie. Looking at the list, definitely, actually. But um, I totally lost my train of thought. We're talking about it, it was, backstories. It's just, it's a, little, it's a little too many. Like, hey, these dice that appeared for a few seconds in the original movies and were way glorified in one of the worst movies ever created <laughs> are now going to be a major plot point of Solo. It's a little ridiculous. It's a little laborious. That's know. okay. I wouldn't even put them at a major plot point. It's just something that they spend a couple seconds here and there alluding to. But it's a motif that they didn't need to milk as much as they did. I, I'm fine with it, personally. I mean, yeah, my the reason I put Soul 6th, which I know is pretty low for you guys, is... Uh, pretty average. Still above average above for the average, average Star Wars fan. Basically, yeah. I think if it's worse than this movie, you don't really need to bother with it. It's kind of my idea. That's your um, Revenge of the Sith line. Yes. Um, I don't know. Solo was really well acted. The movie looks fantastic, too. A lot of the characters were good. But for some reason, when I left the theater, I was like, oh, this is kind of a cool movie. I liked it. And I quickly forgot it. I feel like the the characters are... Obviously, there's some that are really memorable. But overall, for Star Wars movies, I don't know exactly what it added. I mean, it's fan service, sure. But overall... It's it's just kind of an enjoyable movie that you'll probably forget later. 
you know, I'll, I'll tell you what it added. It added a Star Wars movie that finally put the adventure in the action-adventure category. That's true. true. It was an adventure. It's the first time since, like, Empire Strikes Back that they've managed to do that. Even Empire was very plot-heavy and not very action-heavy. True. Because A New Hope is like, it's going. It's fast-paced. As soon as they get off of Tatooine, it's, it's 100 miles and running. It's not like that with any other Star Wars movie except for Solo. Yeah, Solo is... There's a little too many, like, plot twists for me, too. I think you can overdo those to a certain extent. Actually, to a huge extent, you can overdo those. They didn't overdo it here, in my opinion. I, I um, agree with I think, uh, Josh on this one. I, I don't think, think it's they a little overdone. It's but. not taking itself seriously enough to be overdone with the amount that it has. I see your point, um, if this was a very self-serious movie, then I would have a problem with how many plot twists it has, but it is having some fun and it's taking, it's taking some playful jabs at like Lando, for instance, which I'm a fan of their Lando backstory. Oh, that, oh, was, awesome. that was brilliant. Can someone remind me about that? Donald Glover playing this really smug Lando. Oh, hey, when Han. he meets him in the, yeah, he meets yeah, him in the. Bar and they gamble. It's Han, actually, but that's okay. That, <laughs> and it's, that was a good scene. It's one of the it's one of the most funny scenes where they're on the they're on Kessel. They're trying to rescue. Oh, we got to move on, but they're trying to rescue the um. Well, they're trying to get the uh, the coaxium. That's what it yeah. is. And Lando's just in the ship. Chapter four of the Lando Chronicles. Yeah. <laughs> it's the it's funniest funny. thing. The, this is a funny, funny movie. The robot Lando romance was like really weird and yeah. hard for me to understand. That's also kind of put that a dent w- in the that movie. That was a little me. forced, but that doesn't like ruin it for me. I think that that was a failed moment, but I didn't see what the problem was. I just thought it was a a. a just the droid being silly and Lando being like attached to this droid in the way that Anakin was attached to R2. I guess because Anakin was really attached to R2 and there was never that like, but it was, people weren't linking that connection. That's true. But it's, it was a bit weird. And then, did she? Didn't she like appear again at the end with like in the computer or something? Yeah. Well, that's when all the classic Millennium Falcon sounds were coming on, which that's actually really brilliant. I yeah. think that that was well done. All right, good movie, but I don't okay, know. yeah, we do we do really have Not to get favorite. going, and we'll get going with a very fast paced movie, Star Wars. Not a New Hope. Star Wars. That is the title of the movie. Okay. Well, you know, except it's also known as A New Hope. No. No, it shouldn't be. That's a horrible title. But we're going to talk about the movie. You sound like my parents now, Josh. (laughs) They don't even know it's called A New Hope. Yeah, well, good good on them for discouraging this horrible, horrible redone name. All right. Anyway. My goodness. But I have it second. So I have it fourth. I have it first. Oh. See, these three ratings might not sound far <laughs> apart, but... There's a large disconnect. Yeah. This is very poorly acted and has a bad script. Yes, but it's so much fun to watch. Like, you can't yep. tell me. Yep. Every time I watch A New Hope, I, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm, like, pointing out stuff I didn't see before. It's just a fun movie, even though, yes, the script is bad. And also, knowing how much, like, effort it took to make this movie, mm-hmm. monumental. I've read some books about, like... A New Hope, and it is just crazy, the stuff they were doing. They built so many miniatures, did so many actual explosions. Like, 
This is such a cool so, movie. And also only... Harrison Ford. There's so many good characters that have just become like eternal icons out of this movie. And I don't know. I just appreciate this e- more every time I watch it. It's funny. It's got like impact and it's got meaning. It is really sneaky funny. It is. And I think that's it encapsulates what other Star Wars movies after the original trilogy are kind of trying to tap into. But yeah. So I'm going to say that with all of that effort and the impact in mind, that's what got it to fourth for me, actually. Um, there are some <laughs> good moments in oh, that no. movie, but the, the script and some of the, like, silliness of the moments, you know, we get the whole thing, stormtroopers are supposed to be accurate, yet... You know, they can't hit a shot. That ever. is a little ridiculous. That, it is it, it feels, you know, Han Solo runs into, like, a hundred stormtroopers and He's walks fine. away fine. Like, those are little over the top for my taste. Is that really as laborious, though, as C-3PO disassembled on Chewie's back going, Chewbacca, I can't see, as literally one of the <laughs> iconic characters of the series is being frozen into a block of carbonite? That was funny. <laughs> no, it wasn't. That was supposed to be one of the most impactful scenes ever, and instead you've got this chirpy little English droid going like, Chewbacca, turn around. So like, shut up for it, one second. But it has to be silly. Why? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's because... <laughs> That's not trying, the tone that Empire was tap, trying to set. It's trying to tap into the funny of New Hope, the funny serious. But... <sighs> we'll talk about it. With All right. Yes, we will. But this is a fantastic movie. Uh, like, honestly, and on Tatooine, that place just felt so real to me. Like, with the places they go when they're hot, coming with a Jawa crawler. I don't know why, but this movie just, maybe it's nostalgia from watching it as a little kid over and over. But this is, like, just such a fun movie to watch every time. I don't know. It, it is my the, favorite the non, mm. uh, or my great. second favorite, like, trilogy movie, um, you know, aside from... Solo and Rogue One. If Solo and Rogue One weren't included, this would be second for me. So I I just don't think it can compete with Solo and Rogue One. Um, He's wrong, by the way. I think you are actually wrong. Got him. Yeah. This one has a very heavy nostalgia factor going for it. Also, yeah, it kicked true. off the whole freaking series. Which is how it got to fourth. Which is how it got to second. Which is how it got to first place. Whatever. All right, that aside. It's so good. We're going to have to move on, although I would love to yes, talk about I this more. Too, but Empire, I have it at first. First, easy. Second. We're not going to spend a ton of time on this movie because the consensus opinion is kind of that it's good. Really um, good. Um, The only problem I have with it is the problem I already mentioned, that it's got this very self-serious tone and this dark tone. And you've got... C-3PO, lightening the mood in really good spots, as in, like, the ad-lib when Han and Leia are kissing and he walks in, and he's like, Han, Han, I fixed the ship! That's a hilarious moment. But, oh my goodness, he needs to shut up. I I agree with Leia. Shut him up or shut him down. Or maybe that was Han. It's either Han or Leia. It sounds like a Han line. Might have been Leia. Well... Yeah, I mean, overall, it starts off strong with Hoth. Uh, a lot of good moments in Hoth, especially the Hoth battle. Then the asteroid field is, well... Bad. 
for the actually it started off strong but then you know the whole space cave monster thing the music carries it that's one of the best songs in all of star wars um yeah a lot of good moments in that movie a couple not as good movement moments but overall very good movie overall far superior to any other star wars i agree uh i don't agree i think it's it's good this is one of the only star wars movies that i can confidently say it has a strong script yeah you can't you can't say that any technical part of star wars is better than empire strikes back i don't want to hear any technical parts that are better because there are none if you want to talk about objectively better, Special Empire effects. Strikes Back. No, 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 no. Empire Strikes well, Back is an objectively but be- No, we'll talk about The Last Jedi. I can't wait. Anyone who it. wants to hear me speak really loud and really fast, let's get to Last Jedi. Let's All right. do it. Okay. So we've said everything we need to say about Empire. Return of the Jedi, I have it fifth. So I have it sixth. Dead middle. Fourth. I think the key thing about this movie is that it does have some very childish aspects that the <laughs> only Ewoks. Yeah, I that's how I meant Ewoks. Hey, those sold big. <laughs> back in like yeah, when but that's that movie that's what out, their point was. To yeah, do. yeah. But back when that movie came out, like they probably made millions off of Ewok merchandise. Like, exactly, it was huge. So people loved it. But you know, there's the whole especially children. You know, selling out is frowned upon, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think where this movie ultimately fails is Luke's acting is almost as bad as Hayden Christensen in spots uh, with the turn. It's because yeah. the turn is written so much better in Return of the Jedi than it is in Revenge of the Sith that we don't notice the failings of Mark Hamill as much. Hmm. Rewatch, rewatch Empire and Jedi and tell me that Mark Hamill's a good actor. He isn't. Yeah, I think people overrate him. Because he was like, uh... Such an iconic bad. character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was right. He was, but also... People overrate him. But so, anyway, I think the end of that movie was really good. I mean, yeah, it's... Like with the fighting Sith. The <sighs> three-way the space... Or the three-way battle at the end was, you know, one of george lucas's few masterpiece moments he loves to do that all the time where he has a bunch of battles going on at the same well, time that's the only time he executed that successfully empire okay one of two times well that wasn't even him <laughs> oh well oh please that was the one where he had the least involvement but he still had involvement let's calm down all right anyway okay let's move on anyone have yeah. anything profound to say about this movie good all right <laughs> Force Awakens. I have this movie at 7th overall. I have it also at 7th. I think I have it at 8th, but I wish I could find a different ranking for this movie. Off the grid, because... The Force Awakens. Oh my gosh. So this was like the first of the the new, new movies. And this was so exciting. Everyone went out to the theaters to see this, right? And my gosh, I rewatched it recently, and the acting is not that good. Like... Okay, the special effects are fine, 
But the character, the actor for Ray, whatever her name is, oh, she's she fail. has some solid spots where it's like, no, that is not <laughs> really exactly what I want to see from the main character of a Star Wars movie. And don't get me started on Kylo Ren. Why are so... why is everyone going to diss Adam Driver? Adam Driver was great in the role of Kylo Ren. He so carried wrong. he carried the Star Wars sequels. He carried three. He's like a object- You want to talk about objectively? Right. He carried three objectively horrible movies. So he didn't carry them. Horrible. Let, let's let's talk about overacting more <laughs> more that is that is That's a product of the lines he was given you yeah. give samuel, those lines to hayden christensen and tell me he would not completely bomb them samuel jackson was given hate for overacting his role as mace windu he underacted because he was given nothing to do well okay the little he got he overacted and so uh, in my opinion i guess you have the opposite, but... Uh-uh. Yeah, I'm completely opposite of you See, on there. Adam Driver. Talk about... He, a he's one of my three favorite actors I will be the time. first to say that a script destroys a character, and an actor can sometimes do very little about it if the script is terrible. And I know Adam Driver is a great actor. I'm he's not one of the best that. actors but of all time. But in this movie, be it because of the script or the choices he made for the character... It's awful, in my opinion. <sighs> Watching him on screen is That's like, oh my gosh, is he about to throw another tantrum or like destroy something? It's not funny or suspenseful. You don't feel bad for him. Neither do I you do. really hate him. You're just like, until he kills Han Solo, it's like, why is he a Sith? But you can you can feel his self-hatred as he does that, though. It's a powerful moment. Kylo Ren draws a lot of powerful moments in a scene where you don't care about any of the other characters. When he kills Han Solo? Yes! It felt like Han Solo had to die. I don't know. I felt like they had to get rid of Harrison Ford, but... I think everyone sells that moment beautifully, except for the two new characters in Finn and Rey. Yeah, I think it was... It wasn't a bad moment. It felt a little bit forced, but... I don't know. I feel like Kylo Ren is just... This like, and I think the the idea of him is he's like a an angsty teenage boy walking around as a Sith. But see, but see, that's the brilliance of it because it's pulled off so well. No, I mean yes, oh you my can God. you can tell exactly what it is. But I think the idea of having an angsty boy Sith teen kind of character is the fact that it's just not going to be that fun to watch. See, but you're talking about the idea of it, not the acting itself, which I feel like is phenomenal. So, yeah, if you're talking about what he sold, yeah, he sold that idea. Everyone they, in the you. theater knew exactly what he was going for, right? Yes. And they bought it, that he was really that person. But the, the idea is terrible. It's just, oh my gosh. And so he goes all out on these performances that just do do not have much impact or... They just they sell the character, but they don't sell the movie for me. Okay, we do have to continue because we're running out of time. But oh my goodness, you're wrong about Adam Driver. All right. He's a good actor. I'm not. But the Last that. Jedi, though. Okay, I have it last. It's the worst Star Wars movie. It's one of the worst movies ever created. I hate the Last Jedi. So he's actually Same. wrong. It's tenth. It's tenth. It's, it's not the worst. It's second to it's last. Close. Me too. Because Attack of the Clones. I think <laughs> it's hard to say any movie in the Star Wars universe could be worse than Attack of the Clones. In fact, I'd say impossible to say. But the Last Jedi is at the same time very forgettable. Very, uh, I don't know, it's very stretchy of the fabric of Star Wars. And it also has my favorite, not favorite, not favorite, I don't like it, character, Kylo Ren. Bad character, good actor. But you can't tell, the more scene, the scene where they're all like on the That's a product of horrible writing. 
the the one when they're on the ice and like flying in, and then and then Luke just like randomly dies. He he does this manifestation thing and then just instantly dies. That's you. I hate this movie. <sighs> the plot of the Last Jedi is a slow car chase. So yeah, I, that's what I, they came I, up with. I was gonna mention that as well. That's but... what they came up with for their money grabber. But but. Hey, and hey. they came up with one of the worst fill-in generals of all time but for this spiritual leader to sub in for Leia. General Holdo is terrible. I don't want to hear any arguments that she was justified in anything she did. She had no right to not tell anyone what's going on. But before you say that... Why are you trying to <laughs> counter this with anything? There was a woman who was leading, and that's epic. <laughs> yes, very and, good uh, Star Wars. Ma- might I mention she had dyed hair? Did she? <laughs> might I mention? <laughs> so would you even would we even say, Josh, that you have by disliking this character, crossed into the territory of the unthinkable, and you hate women? No, that's I just what I think Josh. I just have an aversion to poorly scripted and acted characters. <laughs> but at least yeah. that character made you hate her. Because yeah, that's really something did. that Attack the Clones failed miserably to do. I care about Last Jedi because I'm mad at some of the moments. And I feel that some of the moments were justified. Except Attack of the Clones just had nothing. No, no, no. Attack <laughs> of the Clones had a continuity between movies. If you watched The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi cold... <laughs> you could barely tell those two were from the same universe. The only hint would be that they're the same characters. Every every single plot point from The Last Jedi is poorly designed with poor characters and poor acting outside of Kylo Ren. It's a horrible movie. It destroys everything that the movie before it built. It's poorly directed, and nobody should watch this movie. This is a horrible, horrible movie. Not... Not as bad as well. Okay, yes. It is far worse than Attack of the Clones. Not on a whole, a whole three tiers below. No, no, not quite. So Attack of the Clones is just boring. Nothing happens except you know maybe at the end you've got the whole Geonosis thing. That's okay. But it's maybe mediocre. It's just boring. Last Jedi, at least. Has stuff going on. Like what a slow car chase. You're telling me that's more interesting. And there was so much that got lost over the car chase. Like, the whole hyperspace into the ship thing to save it. Could they have done that so much earlier? Yes! Like, well, they're sitting there. The, the dude goes on in the medical ship, and he's like, Goodbye, everyone. I will die alone in the ship. And then he dies. You could have done that. You could have done the same yeah. thing. And it would have destroyed the entire fleet. You know what? I, I'm going to actually defend that moment. No. And say what? That. It is Please. technically possible in it. the Star Wars canon. It's not possible to do. Possible. It's not possible they, to do that move. But they should have yes, thought okay, of it before. Yes, okay, that's not true. They, they had ish thought of it before there's this whole canon science thing about hyperspace the okay, problem I is i want to hear this they also they actually mentioned it in the lat and uh, rise of skywalker don't okay all i gotta don't. say is but but the um the problem is like you it's very low chance of hitting which is, that should be the problem it's a one in a million move but the problem is the main characters do one in a million things Every day. Like, literally. Like, C-3PO yes. can tell you that. But as someone who's watching the movie, it's not explained that it's, like, so rare. So, so for someone who doesn't follow the Star Wars canon super closely, it, like, devalues everything. Like, wait, the Death Star? Why did they even bother with that? Couldn't they just hyperspace into it? 
Like, <laughs> no, actually, there is another canon Don't, reference. No, but like, uh, someone who's not really plan. into the canon, it just delit, which is most people. The vast majority of people are just watching this movie. They're like, why has no one ever done this before? This movie has one redeeming quality, and we've got to move on to talk about yeah, The Rise of Skywalker. It has one redeeming quality, and that's Kylo and Rey fighting the red guys. No. What? That wasn't even... That was a that was a visually really good scene. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But there were so many parts where it was like, yeah, they the choreography could have used a bit more time. All right, okay, anyway. Moving on. Rise of Skywalker. I, I hate, have it ninth. I hate this movie, but... <laughs> uh, I, I also have it, have it ninth. <laughs> Four, five, six, seven. I have it seventh, just below solo. Wow. Which means that I think it's okay. Not really worth watching. Um, the first hour and a half of this movie has no meaning. This movie yeah. is the one I have the most animosity towards. I hate this movie, but it is objectively better than yes. Last Jedi and Attack of the Clones. Yes. But the problem is, the main characters do nothing. The main characters are just, like... Going along with the flow, you know, is... they're just like floating along in space, and side characters do stuff for them, and eventually, Ray shows up with Palpatine, and then had she not been there, the fleet would have been perfectly fine. By Ray going to Palpatine, she actually almost made them lose. Epic. For any of you counting at home, this is love plot number four for Finn, love plot number three for Ray, and love plot number two for Poe. Is, no, love plot number three for Poe. Which is super awesome. Yeah. <laughs> love continuity, right? <laughs> See, that's the thing that the sequels are horrible at. They are, continuity. There, there is no continuity between those those three movies. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you there. That's probably one of the main issues. But I feel like Rise of Skywalker... Okay, the opening was the worst. Like, we've just got news. Palpatine has returned. What, what was that? <laughs> hey, guys, Palpatine's so back. And there's like a, Once again, there's like a consensus cannon. that Pal Palpatine's back yeah, as well. Like, what? There's no, another no bad canon explanation. I don't know. But I don't care about I don't that care one. about the canon explanation. No. It's a bad plot. Yeah, just because it's canon doesn't mean it's good. Or it works scientifically. It doesn't mean it's good. And it's not good. You're like and Disney trying to vampire, save your horrible movies that you've made. Well, I vampire Palpatine. <laughs> like, was anyone like, oh, Vampire Palpatine, yeah. I, I literally said, like, a year before this movie's release, there's no way they would go back and bring back Palpatine. That would be absurd. Well, little did you <laughs> realize they'll do anything to get people to turn up to the <sighs> theater. Oh, man, it's just, it's awful. Well, I think we're running to the end of our time. Yeah, that would be that would be the end of our screaming and yelling. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, make sure to give it a follow on Spotify. It might be on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts as well. And it Anthony will secretly be on YouTube. Yeah, Anthony and Baker are working on putting it on YouTube. That's their endeavor. So we'll see where they get on that. And, and Josh's face will be the channel icon. Um. So see, that's not true, actually. <laughs> And thank you so much for listening and see you next time. Adios.